the roster of Street Fighter V will be going through potentially big changes fairly soon as the next yearly balance patch should be dropping in February along with Dan. And so Catalyst and I have each compiled lists of the top five characters who we think are likeliest to get the most substantial buffs here on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. You know, we've been doing this podcast for like two years or something like that now. I don't know, 135 episodes. And uh, like every week I try to remind myself, hey, at the beginning of the podcast, you should tell people to like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff, because that's when they're listening, right? And I never do it, but I'm going to do it this time. Guys, please follow us on MySpace. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Share with your friends. And John, I just have to let you know, I knew you were going to do that. I predicted you were going to do that. Even though you don't always do it, I knew you were going to do that. Because last week, I totally called Capcom doing announcements during the Street Fighter League. Even though the moment those words came out of my mouth, I had no confidence in them and tried to retract them in the comments of the story we posted. Just ignore that part. But I figured it out. This is how it has to work. I make a big, bold prediction on the podcast. I immediately lose all confidence in said prediction and try to take it back. And then it happens. Boom. That's the formula. Everyone out there listening, this is how it works. Um, I mean, you're a Rose and Monat player. I, I would expect nothing less. But exactly. Uh, and I don't. I don't even. Well, what are we? We calling that an announcement, or we're we just like, hey, by the way, the stuff that we said is coming is still coming. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got a date. You know, it's February. It's coming out. We're, we're getting right. Dan there. We're getting the balance changes. We're not going to have a brand new version of the game for Capcom Cup. They're actually going to play it on the current version of this game, which makes a ton of sense that they want to completely redo the balance right before their biggest event. And, oh, man, Capcom, why didn't you just let us know that that was your plan all along instead of putting Winter 2020 up there? And I get we had smart people like you saying, hey, Winter 2020 probably means Winter 2021. I don't know why they're saying it that way. It's kind of weird, but, uh, you know. (laughs) Anyway, so... Getting into it, this time around, this is going to be more of a shot in the dark uh, on our predictions, but we both, of course, play Street Fighter V a lot, and we wanted to talk about who the big movers and shakers are going to be during this upcoming patch that's coming, you know, maybe, what is it, this is like two months away or something like that, a little less than two months, it's not that far off. Sometime in February, probably. (laughs) Yeah, it's a, I think like, you know, it's going to come Capcom Cup um, weekend, like our, like the, you know, day after or whatever, that's what usually happens, right, it's what their history is. Um, so it, it's hard to know exactly who Capcom is going to look at, but we have some theories here on who might see the major improvements in the next season. So we're going to predict our top five winners here for season six, five, whatever counting system for the you want to use. season of Street <laughs> Fighter V. Boom. There you go. Much better. Much better. So uh, just so people know, John and I did not collaborate on this in advance. Nope. So we don't know the other person's list. Uh, but right off, we, we I, have I, to I, give... I, I want to, before you start telling people what your list is, I wanted to lay down a few things really quickly. And, and oh, I actually yeah. had a question for you. Okay. Well, hold on. I, I, I got to lay down the Alex role first. Because, oh, sure. That's fine. Yeah. This is super important. Right off. We're looking at characters who are going to make an actual impact in the game, e.g. not Alex. Because someone out there is saying right now, hey, every year Alex gets better. And I counter that with every year, he's still Alex. Yep. So Alex is not starting from the same level as everyone else is, and he's very likely not going to be that great again. Uh, He might not be the worst. Dan will probably take that spot. 
but his odds of being great are just not good considering his history. Uh, but yeah, John, over to you. That feeds right into what I sort of wanted to, well, something that I kind of discovered, and it makes just logical sense as far as I can see, but when you're looking at this um, this, this, this roster of characters, right, and I'm looking at the, uh, the CFN website because it has them even sectioned out by season, right? So you got your base roster, then seasons one, two, three, four. And I'm looking at these characters and I'm considering, because really the answer we're looking for is which characters have the highest probability of becoming, you know, like the super good or getting the, the biggest winners of this next patch? Who's going to get the, the most substantial buffs and uh, climb this ladder? And as I look over, I go, well, Capcom has had a long time for a lot of these characters. They've gone through a lot of different patches and revisions. A lot of them are probably about where the developers want them to be, save for yeah. a few things like, well, if you introduce whatever the new battle mechanic is, maybe that switches things up. Who knows? But we don't have that information, so I go on off of what we have. So I'm going like base roster, season one, season two, season three. These characters are probably mo- mainly where they need to be already as far as Capcom is concerned, and they're probably not going to get a ton. Now, there are some exceptions. I don't have all of my characters off of the Season 4 DLC, don't worry. But I wondered, is is that sort of what you found when you're looking over and like, oh, is, you know, is, is Ed going to get some... Well, you know, Ed's been around for forever, and yeah. he's gotten buffs, but I just don't see it happening. If it hasn't happened yet, it's not going to happen. Um, and so that uh, kind of made that, more modern going... characters be... To me, that's going too far. Like, I mean, because we just saw Ed get significant buffs for Ed. Like, Ed was, you know, maybe the worst character in the game, and now he's he's maybe moved up five or ten spots. But would you put him? Would you say he's one of the big winners of last patch? No, no, definitely not by by this criteria we're looking at. Depending on you know, depending on the lens you're viewing this from, you could say that because he moved up more spots than most characters have. But we're talking about the characters who are going to make an impact in tournament and like and, mm-hmm. and you know, like they're going to be popular. They, these are the characters we think are like they're not just going to get you know, they might not move up as many spots as you know whoever, but they're going to be characters that you see next year we yeah. think and again it's it's predictions you know we're, we're pulling out the, the crystal ball here to see what we can do uh, but yes <laughs> yeah and so just one more thing on top of that i wanted to say that some of these uh some of my picks here i went for more mm, round the corner thinking and and I'll, I'll totally give all my reasoning for these things though uh but they're not all just like well the season four characters because they need to get better although there are season four characters uh, but I just wanted to point that out and, and uh, kind of set the stage before we jumped into it all. All right, John, who do you got at number five? Again, we did not collaborate. I have no idea who he has at number five. Yes. So who number five is, uh, and I and I kind of ordered these in terms of like least likely uh, to to most likely. Yeah, um, same as, yeah, okay. So so my least likely is kind of a, a, a long shot, but um, my number five is actually Sagat. What do you think of that? My number five is Sagat. No you way! son of a gun. <laughs> you okay? Well, well, go go for it. Calling my mom a gun. Uh, so Sagat, <laughs> here's the thing about Sagat. He's been okay since he came out, right? And he's sort of an individual uh, character, or he's in his own box in that mm, there's not really anyone else that operates like this character. Some characters fight from similar ranges, some have somewhat similar strategies, but Sagat is, man, such a zoner through and through. And then you have someone like Minot, who who was pretty much going to stay back always, and, and Guile, who has the ability to go straight in if he wants. Um, now, maybe Poison something like that, but Poison can really get up in your face, too. Sagat, man, he's he's like, like a mid-range zoner unlike anyone else in the game. 
He's got a lot of history in Street Fighter, and he's one of those characters, similar to Akuma, that, uh, and I do air quotes here, is allowed to be one of the best, right? Mm-hmm. He's allowed, he's a boss character, he's Sagat. If you're going to have an OP character, well, you don't ever want to have an OP character, but if you're going to have one, Sagat's one of those characters that sort of fits the bill, that's more digestible than some others, maybe. So he's got that going for him. Yeah, he's, and one of the things that, that really jumped out to me is, is we're not talking about Falk when we talk about Sagat. Like, I think the developers legitimately care quite a bit more about Sagat than they do about mm-hmm. Falk. Um, Evidence by, uh, she's really into movies being prominent in her profile, and the developers, like, when they're doing a Q&A, they're like, oh yeah, we completely forgot about that. But you don't forget about Sagat being the Tiger King. You don't forget about his eye patch and stuff. He's iconic. He's one of the most iconic Street Fighter characters. I just think by virtue of that alone, the developers are going to shine the spotlight a little bit more on him than they would some of the other characters. Right, right. And here's the thing. He's already a powerhouse in certain respects. And we've seen those that are willing to put a ton of time into him have decent, you know, results. And he got buffed last time and and he's better than he used to be. But he also, um, I'm not certain on this, but uh, something in the pit of my stomach says that Sagat's the kind of character that if you just gave him the one or two really kind of good things like maybe a standing light kick combos into dp from all ranges right something like that just something little could be this big swaying like just moves the pendulum all the way over and now he's like this absolute powerhouse um certain characters don't seem to have as much in the way of gradations we've talked about abigail before and we talked about like Mm -hmm. fong before and just kind of in the way they're designed I don't want to call them all or nothing characters, but it'd be very easy to suddenly make them amazingly powerful. And just on the other side of that coin, you take away like that one or two little things and it just completely destroys them. And I wonder, Sagat might sort of be there where the, the tweaks of the knob are going to be really significant. And so they're inspired, as we just said, they're either potentially inspired to tweak the knob up a little bit. And it could be that that goes past the threshold and all of a sudden Sagat's this big bad boss character um, in in an unintended way, perhaps. And therefore, here you go, a big winner of season whatever the next one is. So, yeah, I agree with you. Sagat operates right on that precipice of like, I don't think he's a terrible character, and but I don't think he's that great either. And we've seen people like Bon Chan uh, and Zaffirino and a few others actually do quite well with him in tournament and, and pick up some stuff. And he's actually gotten a, a few key buffs to his moves since his release clear back in August of 2018. But this guy has never seen that much time in the limelight. He actually reminds me here, uh, to use an example, is is the guy who rides in the back seat of the car in the movies. You know, the funny stuff is going to be said by the actors, like sitting in the front seats. But the person sitting in the back seat, sitting in the middle, of course, because you can't sit to one of the sides. You have to sit in the middle so the camera can see you. You can still see him, but but and they might have a funny line or two, but they're not really the star of the show. I think that Sagat is going to be put in the front seat next year. I think he's going to be either in the driver's seat or he's going to be in the passenger seat. He's going to be a legitimate presence here in the FGC. And I can see Capcom doing stuff like reducing the recovery on time on his fireballs, right? Or, or increasing his ability to play from the mid-range, as you mentioned, uh, making him more of a true zoning threat, similar to other characters like Guile, Monat, and Dalsim, like where they can legitimately hold you back for large portions of this matchup, uh, where that's almost a foreign concept in Street Fighter V. Like eventually people are going to get in, eventually they're going to bust your face up. That is the nature of this game. Um, so you have to make zoners extremely good in this game. Are they 
I mean, you know it from playing my Monad all the time. Like, I'll hit stand heavy punch, and you're like, oh, great, I can jump on reaction. I'm like, no, you can't. That's actually just a bait. Thank you for jumping at me so I can drain more of your life. Um, you basically have to predict that I'm going to hit stand heavy punch and jump on me then, and then you can get me. Like, the reacting to that is not really something Sucks. you can do. Yeah, not yeah. my favorite thing to do. Not at all. Yeah, it, you put that kind of level of zoning ability in Street Fighter 4, and Minot would be overpowered. Well, Minot be... has, what, what does her anti-air do? 80 damage? What does Sagat's anti-air do? It's ridiculous, yeah. I'm guessing probably like between like 130, 120, and like maybe 160 for, you know, EX versions and stuff. And then like, what, like 180 or something if you have the Tiger uppercut, like, you right. know, Tiger Angry Scar, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so much more powerful. Um, so yes, you're right. You have, to, you have to balance that. But at the same time, if... One of the problems I think Sagat is running into is that if you don't make your zoners pretty damn, like, I don't want to say OP, but, like, really, really, really effective at zoning, they kind of suck at it. And and I think Sagat kind of sucks at zoning. I don't think it's terrible, but it's just not what it needs to be, not when what we see, like, from Guile and Manat and, and Dalsam, whereas, like, they can keep people out for large portions of the matchup, or, like, you know, use their slippery nature to get away from him, right? Uh, Sagat's this big seven foot two, like 340 pound behemoth. Like he's probably not going to be slippery, right? But he should be able to knock you back or do something that really makes it hard for you to get in on, on him. And I can see Capcom focusing specifically on that stuff. And we've seen in the past, like you're getting at the, the idea of zoning in Street Fighter V, although it has changed a good bit since the earlier days, but the zoners that have mattered have been the ones where they just really turn the knob up and you got your season three Minot, you have Guile almost all the time, but especially season two and beyond. Um, When the zoner is good, they're really good. And so that's, again, it's that like kind of all or nothing sort of feel with Sagat where if they make him good, how good is that going to look? And uh, and it's kind of scary. And you know what? I, again, Sagat's my number five. I was like, this is my least likely of the bunch, but here's an idea for it. I'm kind of, we're convincing me (laughs) after this talk. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? That's probably going to happen with Sagat now. Maybe I should pick him back up or at least uh, train up because he might be a big old threat next time. And you know what? I mean, it it depends on the the particulars of if he's like this demoralizing, ridiculous threat. But hey, if he like climbs up and is suddenly just like maybe a top five character, that might be amazing for the game. Um, One of the big things that I considered when I was trying to put this list together is what kinds of characters do Capcom want to put in front of people in terms of esports entertainment, and Sagat has to be one of those characters for multiple reasons. And, and, I mean, he's even got one of the players, Bonchan, like, tethered to him in a very significant way. Right, like you want to. Bonchan use- has a freaking Red Bull commercial where he he mimics Sagat. Sagat, like he he drinks the Red Bull, and all of a sudden his tiger shots are, are more powerful. And it's like that's a cool commercial. It's, it's it's one of the FGC icons who has a Red Bull commercial. That is so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And the character is kind of. Eh. You know, no, you you gotta have Sagat be better than this. Um, but yeah, I'm about to write an uh, an article that says there's no way Sagat's not gonna be the number one character next season. Now <laughs> we've convinced me. <laughs> well, we don't want to go that far. We got him at number five. We've got other people up here as well. So uh, now I have to ask you, John, who do you have at number four? Number four. Uh, I gotta preface this a little bit. It's been very, very difficult. The one thing that I've learned for sure over these last couple of years is, as I've said before, don't put Capcom in a box. You cannot predict what they're going to do with any kind of sense of consistency. Because is this going to be the Capcom that goes, um, that takes season one Urian and turns him into season two Urian? Um, uh, Or is it going to be the Capcom that takes 
uh, season one Chun-Li and Ryu and just murders them for five mm-hmm. years, right? And, and I don't know what's going to happen. And I, um, it seems like, I, like I said earlier, they kind of have their idea for stuff. Um, but one of the things that I've been kind of scared of, and so I'm operating more in the Capcom that goes from season one Urian to season two Urian, because we've seen that kind of thing happen a few times where a DLC character comes in pretty strong and then gets really strong. And so my, uh, all that to say in that vein, um, my number two is actually a, a, a hybrid. There's two characters cause they're essentially the same thing in terms of what we're talking about here. And it's poison and Honda. Um, I see them okay. as basically the same idea here where these characters came in uh, fairly recently. They're not as fresh as the likes of uh, Gil and Seth because those are ones that really haven't had much of a balance patch. These characters have had a balance patch and there was uh, quite a few things that happened with them. But they're kind of operating in that they're pretty damn good. And I don't know how much Capcom realizes that. Like to the degree... And, and maybe not so much for Poison because we're getting yeah. Idom to use him in Street Fighter League. User in yeah, Street Fighter I mean, League, and, and and she's been like very dominant, like in, in Topanga and other stuff. Like Fudo's using her. Um, so many people are using Poison. Sure, League. but would she's you be probably, surprised if Capcom took that character and made him better based yes, on their? Past? I would be very surprised. I, I mean, Idom just won, you know, CPT with her, and I mean Laura as well. But that character's been dominant in tournament scenes so far. Uh, unfortunately, the tournament scene has been very different, but the players who are using Poison have been extremely good with her. So I would be a bit surprised if they looked at her and said, let's get her even more. It does happen, but I would be surprised if they did it in her case. But Honda actually is a character I had in my second spot overall. Uh, him, I see being more explosive. Mm-hmm. And I think that he has maybe more potential here because he's been creeping up, especially when now that Daigo has been playing him quite a bit and apparently having amazing success when he, when he does. Um, but like people like Ultra David, whom I don't, agree with on everything but i think he's a very insightful person and obviously he's insightful he's kind of made a a huge part of his success in the fgc off being insightful and he's really sung honda's praises and you got people like that doing that so there's like the the character has something behind them but for the i think the majority goes ah it's honda he's kind of like just mid-tier he's got all these maybe he's just gimmicks or something and maybe he is but there's maybe some like he's kind of a fresher character who's more at the uh, the front of the line for changes because there, he hasn't been through as many changes yet. And so I can see them potentially giving him buffs like he's not at the mm. front of my list for that kind of a thing. But based on some of Capcom's past practices, if they're this version of Capcom that I've seen before, then I can see them giving him and I can see them giving poison even uh, some buffs. And if they do these characters are already good. It's going to shoot them way the heck up the, the lists, and they could become ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I had Honda number two overall. Um, I think that the mid-range kind of zoning type that... that Calling Honda a mid-range zoner is, is pretty generous. That's playing fast and loose with the term, but he does have a, a defensive style that that happens from the mid-range, right? And mm-hmm. and I think that that Honda fits the mold of a character Capcom would like to see being more prevalent in tournaments going forward. And, and I just I think that 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 neutral play, that thoughtful play, that super explosive once he gets going, once he has resources Did you say built thoughtful up, play with Honda. Oh yeah, okay. My my apologies <laughs> there. I I get that that can be an issue with some of his like just. No, you do moves. need to be thoughtful in the in the yeah. style of play that you're talking about. I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah, it's it's I I, I those those complaints are not lost on me because they're somewhat valid, but I also think they're somewhat a little bit of a 
get good because Honda is not that hard to deal with as evidenced by the fact that uh, he's been played in tournament by Itazan um, and he got top eight at two CPT events. And that's about it. That That's kind of Honda's claim to fame here. So as many complaints as people are having about the character, the reality is he's not doing that much damage in tournament. Uh, the, the players who have hecka labbed him, which is a lot of people, and hecka labbed is definitely a term I'm going to stick with, um, they're not having that much trouble with him. And, and you and I, Ryan, this quite a bit. You were playing Honda for a while, and it's like, yeah, I see some of the more frustrating uh, scrub traps you know, that, that people are getting caught up in, but I really don't see it as like, a, oh man, Honda's just so dumb, and he's doing all this and that it's like no it's like it's there's some stuff i would tweak sure you know um but like i it feels mostly earned when when i'm playing against honda yeah uh you're also a monot player so there's that yes (laughs) well so he forces you into these situations right where then he's really gonna do either you know the the ex butt slash butt splash or um or not but you are forced to because of his propensity to just put himself at minus two but up in your face and then do a move it's like he forces you into guessy actions a lot of the time and and usually when that's the case yeah you have more options or or more uh, ways of of fielding that than it feels like initially but it does require some lab work and some time invested and a lot of people aren't doing that so honda remains you know the most winningest most winningest grammar by a writer uh, character in the um, you know in the online polls and such and he's not the most popular but so those that are playing him are winning a lot is kind of how that shakes out but and I have to do some math here and, and just say like if he's making himself negative two this guy does not have a three frame normal so you are able to throw out like some medium normals depending on your character and other things to kind of frame trap him or walk forward a bit and other things I mean you played Honda a bunch against me and as our sets got on you you got away with less and less stuff like he's very or, negative on a lot of his moves and um it, it's it but starts there's to like really... spacing things where like yes, he spaces himself away and then he just rips into ex butt yeah. and if you did something if you took your turn ah oh, it's that crap again if you took your turn you get punished for it and he's also very snowbally both of his v triggers have super some super explosive. gimmicky yeah. stuff associated with them um, he's got so so. Here's what how I view Honda. He came out of the gate with a ton of obvious gimmicky approaches, right? Like, okay, so there's the gimmicks. Those are gonna work for a little bit, and they're gonna settle down. But what we've seen is that hey, they're still around, and more and more people seem to be doing them. Uh, you, you got Daigo on board doing them, mm-hmm. and he's not losing steam. He's gaining it, which is scary. Does Capcom pick up on that, or did they kind of just say, like, oh, we'll give Honda a few buffs, he probably needs a few buffs, whatever. Um, and, and again, that sounds silly, it sounds dumb, but also that's what Capcom has done before, and that's why I'm putting them in that light. It might not be the Capcom that shows up this time, but it could be, and therefore Honda is tied for number four. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, both you and I are very clearly on board with him being a high potential character, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, he he's he's a season four character. Um, he he's been out in the ether for a while, but he's he's only seen one major balance patch, right? And and in that balance patch, actually, they Capcom said they wanted to make him more Honda esque, right? And I think that trend is going to continue. And I could see like making his headbutts even better. Um, and the culmination of that, like you know, just kind of making him more of what he was in Street Fighter Four and Street Fighter Two. I could see that really pushing him up several spots, and I don't think this is a bad character. Like, I actually think this is a fairly underrated character at this moment in time. Again, you played him for a while. You went over to Seth, but it wasn't like you were completely 
miserable with his character. I think, so he's, like you, I think he's pretty good. I I yeah, like the yeah. idea of like thinking about playing him right now. I'd be down. Like I think he has yeah. plenty of tools to to have fun and stuff. Maybe some bad matchups, but even then I don't know. Uh, and uh, and and like the idea of just releasing and throwing everything at your opponent with like this kind of like I'm not playing to win. I'm playing to like mess some people up psychologically is that that's what you want to do with honda and uh and and that's what you can do with honda so yeah yeah and, and so it's a it's a he's in an interesting spot like in and so when we talk about characters that are gonna have high impact that's why we're bringing up something like honda maybe he only jumps up 10 spots but those 10 spots coupled with you know the other nerfs and things that are coming to the game that might really make him a hardcore presence and honda's popular among pro players he's not that popular among casuals he's there you know kind of thing but like among pros honda has this very hardcore following and you might see a number of pros pick him up and play i mean the fact that daigo is looking at him right i mean but i, I mentioned it is and there's a there's a number of other people who actually exclusively played honda and did very well with him uh, not talking about mike ross but now he, he just actually popped into my head mm-hmm. but a lot of other players and stuff around there uh it will be interesting if this character is powerful and the game is more thoughtful thoughtful and neutral you know it's not going to ever not be street fighter 5 right but it, it, it's I could definitely see the game gravitating, the meta of the game gravitating more towards thoughtful neutral play because I think Capcom agrees with us and they want to have more balance between offense and defense, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the ways we've talked about doing that is by buffing characters who are good in those instances. That does improve the meta of your game regardless of whatever mechanics and stuff you add. That is a way of doing it too. Uh, and throughout history, it's been proven to be that way. Yeah. yeah. So... It's. I actually kind of look like Honda as like one of those touring musicians who's been doing it for a lot of years. Like maybe you forgot about him. Maybe like Johnny Cash. Like you, you forget about how much ass he can kick, right? <laughs> but then he comes back with a huge hit later. Like later on, and you remember that this guy has real skills. Yes, John. I expect Honda to put a hurt on people in 2021. Yeah. Uh, you better do the 10 po- 10 points i did it <laughs> so moving on to number uh, yeah. three <laughs> well, uh, actually i'm gonna backtrack to my number four actually because oh, uh, honda yes. was my number two but um uh, i will go into cody uh this guy came out a little bit before sagat did but he's pretty much been a very small factor in tournaments since his release despite getting some solid things in various patches he actually got a walk speed buff in season four plus improved normals to help him get him in more often like Capcom literally cited like his walk speed being a significant thing for him and with a guy that's this powerful in terms of his normals and how he hits you a walk speed buff is significant and then in season five he got health and stun buffs and then what I feel is a very powerful v-scale 2 like his dodge Um, and then you couple that with this two bar v-trigger like the pipe and and which is already great and you and I both play Shazzy like or did at least a lot and like we've seen Cody players do some stuff this year that we have never seen before and I really feel that Cody is underrated now officially underrated I've I've been saying this for, for years but like he's actually officially underrated because we saw more from him in 2020 than any other year. Rumors won a CPT event with Cody, and then six total players got top 16 with him during this year's run of tournaments, CPT tournaments. This guy is fairly good right now. I'm not saying he's great. I'm saying he's fairly good, and he like Capcom keeps kind of buffing him every year, and it's like I kind of feel like he'll hit that apex, that tipping point where like Cody's gonna fall into like a pretty good spot this next season if Capcom continues to buff him, and I think they're going to. Cody popped up briefly on my radar for this, but I looked through the changes that they gave him last time, and 
man, there's a pretty long list of, of stuff. And, and given that there's a lot of common stuff like vitality and stun increase in most characters and that kind of like fleshes the list out but you keep scrolling here he got a lot of just here's a frame here here's a frame there here's a this is faster this is more plus and you're not wrong he's a strong character in and of himself like i i, I face off against a cody and i'm well i'm almost never comfortable in street fighter 5 but i'm especially not comfortable you know playing against him here he's been tested out by the likes of momochi and such and they're like eh, not really worth it so maybe that's that there's just too many better characters to choose from and he, he's not worth the amount of time it takes to make him good and, and like to where he gets good. It's it's just not a high enough level and it's it's too much time. And even though it's it's good, it's just it's, there's more efficient ways of going about playing Street Fighter V competitively. Yeah, and I agree. And, but I do want to also mention that John Takeuchi, who plays Rashid, he even played Cody a little bit in tournament this year. And anyone who plays Rashid... To, to even have them have any incentive to hover over another character on the select screen, let alone actually pick them in tournament, that's insane. Like, why would you even consider another character if you play Rashid? But he actually played Cody in tournament a bit. He played Rashid a lot more. Mm -hmm. But there, there's some, like, kind of hidden power here in Cody, and that's actually matches up with his lore. He's one of the most powerful characters in the Street Fighter universe. Um, he actually has an interesting plot line. They actually spent some effort and time making his character story something. You know, he's a, the new mayor of Metro Kenny City. Kenny Omega to do his release. Yeah. Like, it was a big deal, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there's this is a character that, you know, like we mentioned with Sagat, I think Capcom has a little bit of a special spot in their heart for Cody. You know, I mean, he's he's a thing, right? And, and his V-Trigger 2 is disgustingly good. Like, I, I can't believe that doesn't get more conversation on this stuff. Like, in terms of, it's because Cody is kind of just whatever, right? In terms of, of the community's eyes, but his V-Trigger 2 is one of the best in the game. Like, it probably should be three bars just based on what you can do with it. But it's sitting there at two bars, and, and it's deadly when he gets it out and he has an easier time getting it out now than ever before with his v skill 2 being that parry you know counter dodge kind of thing it's two frames it's just like gills like it's fast as can be it's really good and man i i really think that capcom's going to hit him with a number uh, of buffs here and we're actually going to see this guy take off now I, okay so i'm kind of reacting on a more mm, gut emotion level as opposed to like well he needs the, you know, standing medium kick. If it's two frames faster, that's the exact key that he's going to need. Like, I don't know that. But I do know, or I do feel, that he's he's decent. But even with all of these buffs, and, and you do have some evidence there in saying that more players are using him, I would also ask if you know off the top of your head, did they get results with him? Or did they, like, I'll try Cody, and then, oh, nope, back to Rashid. It's kind of a thing. Well, I mean... If you can play Rashid or you can play Cody, you're going to play Rashid. But uh, as I mentioned, there were six players in the CPT, which was like 20 events this year. And, and um, six players got top 16 this year in CPT events with Cody. And one person won the Australian event. Like, he won with Cody. Rumors. He, he won the entire event with Cody. Like, his results are... are under the radar for a lot of people, but they're they're fairly impressive for a character as under the radar as Cody is. Yeah, that there's a big qualifier there, but but there it is. Mm -hmm. Rumors is listed. And I didn't see the. I'm sure he did play Cody because our uh, <laughs> our coverage of this is often more specific and and more accurate than Capcom's. But he's listed as a birdie player. Did did he play yeah. Cody and birdie, or is that just, no, just straight Cody up exclusively. wrong? 
Yeah, it's uh, Nicholas Majentenshitan does brilliant work with our CPT stuff. We literally go in there and look at every single matchup that happened in the CPT logs on CFN, and we get every single character the person uses in there for online tournaments. Mm -hmm. And so he used Cody exclusively. Uh, we we do make mistakes. We're not perfect, but I mean that's not usually something we're going to mess up on. Um, he was a, a Cody main throughout the entire tournament and did very well with him. And again, other players are doing well with him. It, it's Hoji. There's others. Mm -hmm. Like this is a character who's he's got some juice to him and. And it, like I said, he's at that tipping point. You give him a bit more, and I, I mean, even John Takauchi, when you've got Rashid, why would you even bother with Cody? Unless Cody's got a little bit more juice than, than you know, might meet the eye. So I guess my question is, what is it that Cody's, that Cody like kind of almost thrives at? Like he's got a strong V-trigger too, no, no debate there. But like, what is the thing about Cody that makes him scary or almost scary? Because I try to think about that and I can't quite yeah. put my finger on it. When he gets in your face, he's he basically makes you hold plus frames all day long. He's like he's kind of like a mini bison in that regard, but he does struggle to get in consistently. And that's one thing the developers have tried to work on to the best of their ability. And that's one of the things that you and I know that Shazzy is a specialist in, where he sits back there and he throws Cody's projectiles all day long. But he does them in a baiting way, in a other way to get you to, to flinch and to do things where you should not do them. And then he goes in on you. And then you're just kind of sitting there holding his mix-ups for a long period of time. And then you know, if he's got V-Trigger 2, oh my goodness, right? Um, but he also sucks defensively too. Like it's one of the things that like, you know, he has his final fight spin kicks, right? Mm -hmm. But they take a while to start up. They're, they're, they're not a traditional reversal. They hurt him a little bit. You know, they drain some of his health, you still right? still get crush counted off of him, don't you, if you miss? Yeah. If, 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 um, if you can get in on them, they're, they're crush counterable. So he's, he's got defensive issues. Um, he's got some areas that if, if Capcom is able to kind of smooth those over a little bit, uh, and I think they can, uh, that's kind of what I'm seeing from Cody because his strengths are already very good. He just has trouble getting into those positions consistently. Well, I guess I believe it more than I did before we started this talk, but uh, I still wouldn't put my money on Cody for this. Um, at the same time, I wouldn't be amazed if it happened, but he just, for me, kind of falls into this the category of, like, I'm not really sure what it is he would need to get there. Like, he's not really, outside of, like, V-Trigger 2 being great and that um, very valid way of becoming amazing in this game is just having an amazing V-Trigger, but um, I, I just... It's not like some characters like right there on the cusp and Cody for me is not really that. So yeah, it wouldn't be the most crazy thing to happen, but I still wouldn't put my money on it. John, I've only been saying Cody is good for two years now and clearly I've been backed up hardcore by it. I'm going Cody Island, man. I'm saying Cody's going to be good and eventually I'm going to be right. Once I lose all faith in that prediction sure. and try to retract it and then it's going to happen. Boom. There we go. That's the formula John. for being right. <laughs> Who do you have up next? Okay, so up next is a... Uh... As a season one character, do you have any season one characters on your I list? Do it's not, not Alex. Have any. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so my next character is Ibuki. Here's my mm. reasoning for Ibuki. She was an amazing character. She was an amazing to watch character because she is high octane, fun, crazy mix-ups. Now, she was OP. There's no question about it. And and in a couple of different ways, mainly dealing with her V triggers. The first one was ridiculous because it visually obscured your ability to see what was going on. It's like no one wants to play that particular game. That's kind of goofy. Um, and then with the V trigger two, it was a bit too much. 
but she was still one of those like she was the character that Fujimura played and if you're the character that Fujimura plays on the grand stage and did the kind of things Fujimura did with this character you want that from an esports aspect hard it was also the character that Shen played and I don't think Shen made as many fireworks with her but he was also the master of coming up with these crazy intricate fun to watch mix-ups where you know you got mixed up the the person that was playing got mixed up and it was just it's a lot of fun so they had this character that was admittedly i think too strong and they nerfed her and she has fallen substantially so it's one of those uh rare cases where it might be that a character that has been being been getting refined for what four years now where it might have been an overcorrection and they're going to want to bring her back up in hopes to get these really amazing and entertaining players to play her again. So it, it might be a little bit of a long shot, but I think that there's a possibility that they go, we need to bring Ibuki back for our purposes here and therefore give her some attention. Um, and now it might be enough, it might not be, but she's been one where it's like it seems a little tweak and she goes all the way up or yeah, all the yeah. way down, right? Because yeah. I don't think they meant to put her this far down uh, as far as she is. And I'm not exactly sure, but just based off of the opinions of a lot of informed players, it seems like she went from one of like the top five characters in the game to like booty butt cheeks tier overnight. So if they yeah. try to rectify that, they might bring her back up really far. Yeah, I think she's most people are having her like 15, 20 range. And I mean, you know, that fall from top five to that is pretty significant, especially if you're used to a character being that strong. And then but one of the things that his history is on your side is that um, her um, what is it? Uh, the starts with a, a, a Caltrops Caltrops <laughs> that she throws on the guard they, they got nerfed um, th- that was her brand new V skill too mm-hmm. and uh, those got significantly nerfed like I was really adamant that this character was going to be super strong uh, if they kept her intact and I think she would have been um, so that goes along with her history there that shows that Capcom does kind of sp- pay some special attention to Ibuki and she has a shot at being special again but I, I, I don't think it's going to happen because it feels like it feels like Capcom has given her enough attention and they feel like there's still enough people playing her. I don't think that they want necessarily a Buki to be top tier. I, I think they just want her to be competitive and viable. And I, I still think she's there. Like I, I see a number of people playing her in tournament and online. Uh, there are better options, you know, um, than, than a Buki now uh, for what she does. But I mean, she's still good enough and that's kind of what i remember from her from her history in street fighter 4 uh she had some moments in time where she was one of the best characters in the game but she kind of ended up settling more in like the the 20 range or so and and that's really what i kind of look at with ibuki is like i think that when she gets to be one of the top end characters like i don't think capcom's necessarily too fond of that because of her robbery style of play you know, like she really, she really she vortexes you, man. Or, yeah. And I mean, that's the thing for sure. But it's like, I, I don't know if you want that style of play being too dominant. I, I think for a, a period of time, it's okay. But I don't think for the overall uh, lifespan of a game, I think, it, I don't think that's really what they want to do. Um, so, but yeah, I, I could see it happening, but I, I, it feels to me like a little bit of like been there, done that with a Well, we can only hope because I, I'm totally fine with where she is right now. Uh, I don't need her to be better, but I just, thought you know if i'm capcom there's some incentive to bring this character back and hey she's not one of the season four characters so that keeps things kind of interesting and i think there's a legitimate possibility here like you're you're um kind of getting it as well so uh it's not an expectation but it's something where i'm like this could definitely happen if i'm reading these tea leaves which are incredibly hard to read uh but in one of the timelines abuki gets better again Mm. so at number three i've got kage and 
I'm cheating a bit here with Kage because uh, I think the community has let Capcom clearly know Akuma is bullcrap and they're going to knock Akuma down several spots in the final year of Street Fighter V. And Kage is a season four character, and the theme is typically uh, the year that after a character comes out, they they see uh, you know the potentially massive buffs afterwards, right? Well, Kage came out December sixteenth, twenty nineteen, which seems like a freaking lifetime ago. <laughs> like that, that's like oh, that that was just a year I ago. It it's came like out no, twenty eighteen, the end of twenty eighteen. Uh, uh, 2019 actually. So um, mm, I'm not sure. No, maybe I got this wrong. Okay, yeah. I, I think yeah, I think it is 20, 2018. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why it seems like a lifetime. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it was. Here's the thing. He was part of season four, where if you yes. remember, they did things differently. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, the majority exactly. of his friends in season four did come out, you know, way later on, about a year ago or so, and he's yes. like the anomaly of two years ago. So yeah, we were there when he got leaked and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and watched Capcom's uh, horror faces and stuff of him coming oh, out early. they were just so, scrambling man i felt bad. oh man good times um but anyway so um but the, their history there though is with the prior, prior season as we established buffing them up and i i think but i also think that on top of that one of the biggest buffs that kage is going to receive is akuma getting hit fairly hard mm -hmm. and people having a lot more incentive to play the other shoto characters really what it comes down to right now and what i hear over and over again from people who play akuma is like why would i play any other shoto character when i can play akuma why why would i do that um, not only that it, but as many of our listeners know daigo has been playing kage a lot this year because mm -hmm. he got a lot of buffs and then more recently uh, i think it was an fgc translated video where daigo actually he's, he's kind of given up on kage by the way um, and he's been doing Honda and what, but he, he played Akuma for like 20 minutes or so and was like, whoa, this character's really good. <laughs> like I was wrong about mm. anything negative. So, so even Daigo was like, eh, he's kind of on the other side of that coin where I'm going to try out Kage and yeah, but, oh, let's see what the hype about Akuma. Oh my gosh, this, everything that they said is completely true and, and, and like in spades. So yeah, I, I just say that to underscore your point. <laughs> Yeah, and Kage is not a bad character at all. Snake Eyes got third and fifth with him, and the CPT as his main. Sako continues to use him uh, in tournament, and Infectious actually even played him as an alt when he won a CPT event. Like, it's not like Kage sucks. It's just like when you compare Kage to, to Akuma, you go, okay, there's a very big difference here for most players. Not everyone. Snake Eyes is doing great with him, you know. And, and I even played Snake Eyes as Akuma, and I think his Kage is quite a bit better. But... The fact of the matter is Kage is producing results, um, and if Akuma gets as hard as hit as he should be, and then Kage gets the buffs that he should get, like, I can see here a repeat of the Ultra Street Fighter Four era coming in. People were very hyped about Evil Ryu, Evil or Ryu, whatever you want to call him now, um, and and that was actually a very good time in Street Fighter IV's existence. A lot of people were playing Evil Ryu, uh, a lot of people were very hyped over the character, it was kind of a nice way to see the game go out, like the evil mode kind of takes over and becomes a you know a, a dominant presence and stuff. It was very hype. I think Kage is a very explosive and hype character. Why I have him at number three on my list is he checks a lot of these boxes we're talking about. He is one of those characters who does not need a lot. And again, you remove that Akuma incentive and it's like, oh, it's like, okay, well, Kage is, is pretty good here. You know, it's like, and I really advise looking at Snake Eyes' footage and like playing against that guy. He is really good. And and again, I, I have a hard time seeing why people aren't seeing what I'm seeing. You know, like, again, because they don't play Snake Eyes all the time, right? I, I run against, I run up against him all the time in ranked and he's 
just super proficient with the character. And when you see what he can do, and you can go back and watch his tournament footage, I think you you really feel the power of the character. And if you buff him further, and which I think he's going to be up for, man, people are are going to be in a bad spot here in in the final year of Street Fighter uh, Five when they go up against Kage. Mm. I like what you're saying about Akuma and the relationship that these guys have when they're kind of juxtaposed against each other and then like the effects, the the indirect effects that nerfing Akuma might have on the other Shotos. I would also, though, uh, make sure to have at least Ryu in that conversation as well. I think Ryu's gotten a decent bit better and he might be in the same general category as Kage and that like, well, maybe he's still up for more buffs like he gets every time and then maybe it's, it's Kage or it's Ryu and who knows. Uh, with oh yeah, I have to jump in on that one because I can hear the Ryu players shrieking from around the globe when you said that. And when I talk to Ryu players, they hate what this character is. Even though they love the character, they love Ryu and other stuff, and they, they still play him. Like, they have no faith in the character at all uh, from where he's at. And, and I yeah, kind of feel like... how much of that has just become the meme because it's I, been like, driven know. into our minds and, and I, hearts I, over the last couple of years? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going by what the people who are still playing them are saying, and they have very little faith in the character. And I can add to that that the the meta of Street Fighter Five has really passed Ryu by, and I think Capcom buffs them every single year, and I think they're going to do the same thing. But I really feel like he kind of falls into the Alex category in this game, where his V triggers like I can't. He needs great V triggers, and he doesn't have them. Right? Um, his mid range zoning, which is the specialty of what Ryu is, is not good in Street Fighter Five, and I don't see them buffing it to the point where it is like. It makes more sense for someone like Sagat because he keep trying to actually improve him. With Ryu, it's like, let's just throw three things at him and hope people enjoy those, but they're not going to make that big of a difference. And it, it just seems ever since season one, it's like Ryu wasn't even a good zoner in season one. He was just a freaking powerhouse. Mm-hmm. He could destroy you with his mix-ups and other things. He didn't win by zoning. And I, I just... I think that, that Ryu really has gotten lost in the shuffle here. So my next character is Ryu. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> back to Kage. Is, yeah, but I think that maybe in a, a smaller sample or a smaller version of this, that like, yes, Ryu's gotten little buffs or, or uh, well, not even little, like a handful of buffs every time and gotten relatively better, but just hasn't really hit that mark because there's something about the way the character operates that just doesn't jive very well with Street Fighter V, like you were kind of getting at. Well, last time, Kage was supposed to be the character that shot up the tier list when we were first reading these patch notes. We looked at Kage and we're like, and and, and by we, I mean just kind of the the community in general. We're like, this guy's shooting way the heck up there and he's going to be someone to look out for. Well, he ended up being the character that, that there's usually one of those, like Vega in season two, where it's like, oh, look out for this guy. And it just never manifests into, yeah, he's better, but he's not there. And he, he, he and it's like, well, if he got as many buffs and changes as he did, and I'm looking him over right now, and he's got a pretty long list. I got to scroll for a while before I get into Karen. Um, it's like, well, if he got that much and didn't get that much better, it's like, Maybe he's suffering from a similar sort of issue that the likes of Ryu and, and Alex have and that like, sure, you can make him better at the stuff that he does, but the stuff that he does just isn't that great for this game. And there's other characters that are just going to do other things better and those are going to be the ones that count. So it feels like maybe, I think he had his shot and it just didn't work out and I don't know that they're going to do all that much more. And even if they do, I look at all these changes and say, this didn't do anything for him. I don't know that, save for completely changing how he works, it's going to really shoot him up there to the kind of character that I'm imagining these these characters that we're talking about on this list are going to be. 
Mm, makes sense. Uh, it's um, I, I think he's so much in the vein of Akuma. Like they they do a lot of similar things, but I think Akuma is just simply better at those stuff. Like overwhelmingly so. I think Akuma is a very foolishly designed character. How he currently exists, uh, his options are. I think he's hands down the number one character, and most people uh, in the community are agreeing with that now. Even though you know, I think you and I have been saying that for about a year, um, and it's um, I think ever since a new change came out, like uh, maybe a few weeks afterwards or something like that, we were just talking about how great Akuma is. Um, and, and, and anyway, the opposite side of that same coin, Akuma has been hit a handful of times with like things that are matter. pretty significant and yeah. he still doesn't drop. Same idea. Yeah. You can take some things away from him, but he's fundamentally got that special Street Fighter V sauce that it's not an all or nothing kind of a thing. But it's like unless you can directly tap into and manipulate that, the character really isn't going to move all that much. Yeah, and again, then I think that's the big gating factor for Kage. I think they do a lot of similar things. I think they play in some similar ways. You know, definitely they have some different moves and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that, but they they have enough overlap that I, I think that Akuma gates out some of the things that uh, Kage does, and I think that's kind of the virtue of all the Shotos. We've seen Ryu, Ken, uh, all those kind of the usage drop with Akuma being as dominant as he is, and that is the history of, of fighting games, where if you have a character that is dominant in one specific style, the other character Characters who have, you know, the Shoto moveset or whatever, they really drop in the usage a ton. And I really think it's what's happened with Akuma. And it's why he's such a horrible, really horrible black eye for Capcom. Capcom has really messed up with Akuma. They need to knock him down to like a top 10 character or something. They need to hit him hard um, because he really hurts the usage and the variety of the game. And that is a spot you don't want to have that in with the Shotos in, in your game. You want your Shotos to be like have some variance in them and have some like usage and whatnot. Uh, but he's completely crowded them out. But mm -hmm. you're not, you're not wrong about Akuma doing that. And if we've brought that a point up, it's, it's a, it's a very major point for the street fighter conversation right now. Um, but I will say that Kage, uh, has still been one of the most popular characters, not as popular as Akuma. It's usually Ryu, Ken and Akuma that are up there, but Kage has been in that like top five zone. So Online stats. I, I'm mostly talking tournaments here. Like online stats are a little bit of a different thing because I, I look more at like the the, the top five percent or top one percent of the player base that's playing these games and, and kind of factoring that in because when you start going into the bronze and rookie ranks and all that kind of stuff, that is where the majority of the players are at. But you start to see some wonky stuff. Like like you mentioned, Honda at the very top. Uh, there, there's not a reality alive where Honda is the best character in this game. I'm sorry, that's just not the case. Um, but you see some of that stuff and you see you know Rashid at the very bottom. You see Cami at the very bottom. That's not reality either. Um, uh, so I, I do look at those stats as something of a barometer, but I don't really take them as much as like tournament usage and like what we see at the levels that you and I are at. Yeah. Well, okay. So then this boils down to if they keep doing what they seem to have been trying to do last time with Kage and they just feel like they haven't gotten him to where they wanted him to be, then maybe this, uh, maybe the timeline is the one that you're talking about here. Um, yeah. And I think there's a there's a decent chance of it. I'm again, I'm not going to put my money on it because I didn't put him on my list. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think there's there's a there's a chance that this story unfolds the way you're saying. If Akuma yeah. gets nerfs and they're substantial, which is a big fat if. Yeah, it, it is an if, and it's you know looking at the crystal ball and trying to call it. But but John, who is your next character? What are we at? Number two here. Number two for me on this list is Gil, and I think this is one mm. of the most obvious ones because. Well, we've talked about it on the podcast because we've had a lot of run-ins with uh, that Dream King fella who's got a pretty nasty gill <laughs> on his hands. And, you know, 
even Stevens a pretty strong player to begin with, but not only do we see what Steven's capable of, you also start to see the potential of the characters. Like, oh, if Steven had, you know, done this there, or if he had, you know, whatever here, this could have been even worse for me. And so you not only see the character used at a, at a strong level, but then you see the potential. And so we've kind of had this somewhat of a sneak peek as would anybody with a strong guild player around them. Um, and, and while the overwhelming consensus of the <laughs> seemingly the entire community is that this is like one of the absolute worst characters in the game, well, if you're treating him as one of the absolute worst characters in the game and he's also one of the freshest ones, which means he's up for buffs, like uh, unlike most others, and he's this boss character that you do want to be good. You don't want Gil mm-hmm. to be a crappy character. I'm sorry. He doesn't have to be the best in the game, although he could be, and that would kind of make sense, but you don't want him to be in your bottom 10, and it's he's like in everybody's bottom 10 uh, for the most part right now. And so there's a lot of things that the character has going for him. You tweak him just a little bit, and he might be one of those that, you know, suddenly man it, it, he's he's got a lot of juice already i don't know how you give him more without just turning that knob up and cranking uh, cranking it up and yanking it off you know yeah i have gill at my number one and that's why i have him at my number one it's i i agree with the community that i think the character is i don't have him at the very bottom because i i do very much disagree with that he's not like an alex or a nash or something like that i think he's got more juice than that but I don't think he has a lot more. I think he's in the lower part of the mid-tier, which is not a great spot to be in. I think he might not even really be that much of a a tournament viable character. I think he's on the fringe of it. If people can make him work at a high level in tournament, more power to him. But the results there have definitely been mixed. Uh, And so that generally puts him around like kind of like the 30 range, 25 range or something. But... I think Gil is super well designed. I think his looks are outstanding. I think his voice actor is top tier. Hmm. He's the kind of character you want to see more of in tournament because of how flashy he is, how interesting his retribution mechanic is. He's well thought of here in Street Fighter V. He's he's got a following despite not being that great. And uh, I think that what Gil runs into the most is a lot of his tools are good. The problem is he doesn't have a lot of great ones. He has a lot of almost stuff to kind of like work off of. I actually think his anti-air game, you and I have talked about this, is good in a number of respects, but but Dream King and I were talking about this is like, well, there's certain spots on screen where you can jump at Gil where he can't really anti-air mm-hmm. you. Like, and that is a problem against high-level players because they know how to, to put their spacing in there where they can jump at Gil and he can't really kind of knock them back that easily. And that's a big problem for a character who's very good at zoning otherwise, right? And then you have something like a stand heavy punch, which is a great button, but it's like 13 frames of startup or something like that. And it's like 13 frames? Like you you realize you're giving Akuma like, you know, nine frame heavy buttons and other stuff and you give this guy a 13 frame normal? Like really? Uh, it, it's some of his his, um, his frame data on it, his buttons just seem kind of ridiculous. And I think that that speaks to what you were talking about, it, it, that, that Capcom's a little bit afraid of this guy. Like, and I think rightfully so, because he's just almost really good. And and, and I don't think it's going to take a ton to make him a strong, very strong character for all the reasons you said and then the stuff I've just added in there. Mm-hmm. It's He's right on that edge of like being very scary. And, and the funny part about this is any character who Dream King mains... <laughs> 
is usually going to become amazing right afterwards. It's ridiculous, the history. He played Urien, Balrog, and Abigail. And every single one of those characters, the season after he picked them up, they made them extremely powerful. That is the history uh, of, of Stephen uh, Dream King picking characters in this game. Like, it's happened every and time. And he played and, G, and before, oh, in the beginning, geez. he picked it up with Karen. Like, all of his characters yeah. have just gotten all amazing. All his characters, yeah. It, it's just, it, it's like, this is this is kind of like, it, I, that, that has to be a factor in what you and I are talking about. And I know that's like, it's kind of like a funny, like, weird thing. I don't know if Capcom, you know, those are the tea articles. leaves I'm most certain about. <laughs> it's funny of all things. I'm a little bit like, is this a thing? But it's apparently a thing. So um, anyway, uh, and Gil is a character that, that when Capcom has a, a character like him, they don't just buff them. They throw the kitchen sink at them in terms of adding stuff to their arsenal. Just like I remember Urien, just like I remember Balrog. It's like, let's give them something that people can't ignore. And, and especially with the character that, that what Gil is, what he represents. I just, oof, I'm terrified of this character. Yes. And uh, I think it's, it's worth pointing out that the things that he's, well, I could say almost good at, and then therefore, if they make him legitimately good at them, are the kind of things that tend to go really far in Street Fighter V. So, you know, w- when he does hit you, he's putting you into, like, he's carrying you to the corner, he's doling out a pretty good amount of damage, and his rushdown, like, it's pretty scary. And especially when he's got, you know, he's able to keep the pressure up because of V-Trigger 2 stuff and, and, and whatnot, and it's like... It's all kind of like right there, and they're terrifying things where if they get better, man, pair in the fact that he's not a bad kind of mid-range zoner, not a bad, you know, like like he can take a hit. There's a lot of good stuff going for him and a lot of stuff that's right on the cusp that if it goes over that little hump, watch out. Yeah, Gil to me is a bit like Keanu Reeves. When he was first introduced, people thought he was awesome. And then they kept seeing more and more of him again. And they actually kind of started to get really annoyed by him doing the same things over and over again. Then he disappeared for a while. And he came back with a vengeance. And now people want to see more of him. So this season of Gil is sad Keanu Reeves eating a sandwich (laughs) on the bench. Like, And next year is going to be John Wick Keanu. And you do not mess with John Wick Keanu. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> as your final character. So as my number uno is, uh, do you have a guess? Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I really don't know. It is Lucia. Oh. Is that surprising? Okay. I, not, I, she was one of the characters I actually considered for my honorable mentions, and, and I, I see it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So my reasoning for Lucia is this. She came out with uh, Poison and Honda. And she was, despite Poison and Honda, especially Poison, having the reputations that they do, it seemed like Lucia was getting the most attention as the, well, she's not brand new. She's been around for a while in Final Fight 3, right? But for a lot of us, this was the first time I had really seen the character and and, and given her two seconds of appreciation. She came out as this kind of fiery, Ken-like, rushdown, kicking, crazy character. Um, And people... Uh, and people like both on the the not professional level and the professional level seem to gravitate toward her, give her the time of day. We saw people like PR Balrog, I think uh, 801 Strider. I got a couple of people uh, locally that are playing her, and and I saw a lot of mentions of like, oh, there's there's a lot of promise here with Lucia, and she's fun to play, and you can and she's fun to watch. She's high flying, and she's got these cool confirms. And she sets people on fire, and her combos go forever, and all these things. So she's she's really designed to be a a strong character for for Street Fighter V in terms of esports. 
esports, watchability, and and fun. Like she's got all of these things going for. Her. But the longer that people tried to make things work, it seemed as though the the final answer was she's just not that good, and she's not worth pursuing anymore. And it's like I'd like to play her, I'd like to like her, but I just I, I can't justify it. And I think she's a little better than people might be giving her credit for. Uh, but I mean, I play someone that that. Uh, mains her and, and uses her a lot, so I, I might see that more than, than others, or maybe I just don't. Uh, that that's not conclusive, but I think she's got a lot of potential. And if you look at her changes that happened um, last year, she didn't have a ton of changes, and a lot of what was changed was actually. I think that Capcom thought she was pretty okay at the time, um, mm-hmm. meaning they didn't want to buff her up too much. So what they did was they it was one of those characters where they're like. What we're going to try to do is, is encourage people to play her in different ways. So we're going to make one of her V triggers that's not being used as much a little bit better. But we're not going to really focus on her. Now, people haven't played her as much and she has so much potential. I think she has potential like also like Jury in, in the fact that like Jury became a fan favorite after she was introduced in Street Fighter 4. She has that charisma. I think Lucia could achieve that as well and become a household name in Street Fighter if they do things right and everything is like right there they just needed to be in a good enough character for the community to continue to acknowledge her to continue to explore her and if they do that there's a lot of benefit on the table so i think that she's yeah, I'll, I'll jump in on that actually and just mention that that a lot of people picked up lucia including sako and a number of other people when she first came out and everyone was saying she's a new hotness and, and one of the things that, that Lucia has going against her in terms of her current tier ranking, uh, in my opinion, which I think is accurate, like most people have her like bottom five, bottom ten, she's fairly well explored at this point in time. Uh, I'm not saying you can't win with her, and I'm not saying she doesn't have some stuff, but like she, her stuff feels a little bit underwhelming compared to the other rushdown characters in this game. Um, she has interesting things. She has compelling stuff. I love how her fireballs and other stuff dance around the screen and what you can do with those. That's really good. But she also feels like she got figured out and just plummeted down the tier list uh and, and once you kind of wrap your head around what to do against her i don't think she's nearly as good uh and and that's the case against her of like being anything right now is again she got explored by a lot of pro players a lot of people played her in the first six months that she was out uh because everyone thought she was going to be top tier and like hey let's let's go do it um so I, I do have a hardcore case against her being that good, but that backs up your case of her being number one. Uh, and I want to be very clear: I, I she probably would have been six for me overall, but we only did you know top five, mm-hmm. so five characters. Uh, I considered her hardcore for my list. Um, that underrated character who just came out, you know, maybe not underrated, but uh, maybe underappreciated or something like that. Where, where Lucy is at, she's one of the model characters that we look at for this list because Capcom sees that the character got picked up, wasn't played that well, probably thinks they're pretty darn bad, and those are usually the characters that get buffed the most. Mm. So the fact that you have her at number one, I'm like, I'm not disagreeing with that. Like, I could definitely see this happening with Lucia, even though right now I don't agree with you, like, in terms of her being anything at all. I think she's pretty low tier. Perhaps, but um, again, so she's there's a lot of incentive as I see it for Capcom to buff her, and um, I mean, it's hard to judge whether or not the kinds of buffs that she might get, especially after what you just said. It's like, oh, where she exists now is like pretty bad, so she'd have to get a lot or something really crucial in order to, to climb up to be the kind of character that we're talking about here. But I do think it's possible, and I do think she's she's decently strong. Um, yeah, there's there's kind of like she becomes a little a little bit binary, and that like okay, the fireball game, for example, is scary at first, but then you realize okay, well, you're either going low or you're going high, and she's doing the same, and you kind of just got to figure that out. But man, 
the confirms that she's capable of the combos that she rocks when she hits you the kind of like mm-hmm. when she bounces a fireball off of the back of behind you and it comes back and now you got this weird mix-up that she's the character that gets the audience going oh a lot of times and uh and i think that well i've said it already she's got a lot of potential there's a lot of incentive for capcom to give her a lot and she might be one that they just give her enough where she's just plus on this one move now but that means that she can do this for free and therefore her whole game changes something like that that's the kind of scenario that i'm kind of wary of here and i think that could happen yeah uh, I will just say that my main case against including Lucia on my own list was I think other characters are going to be a bit more of a priority here for Capcom. But again, it, it it's it, she's also she checks maybe she checks like three of the six boxes and stuff like that. It's still not bad. And you don't know how hard she's going to check those, right? Capcom is a little random with how they balance some of this <laughs> stuff. Uh, their viewpoints of things like don't always match up with what the community has. We we have been hardcore against what G's V-Trigger 1 is. Um, we we think it's bullcrap. Um, we talked about Rashid for two seasons, I think, maybe three seasons before he finally got nerfed. You know, and I mean, it took him a while. Um, so expectations and, and, you know, reality, all that kind of stuff, like they, they're all kind of over the place with Capcom you never know what they're going to hit but I also again can very much see it. like if you told me Lucia is going to be the you know top tier character next year I go yeah I, I get it like her her rushdown is really good what she makes you eat for her mix-ups when she gets going and, and has those resources one it's fun to watch Two, it's interesting, uh, um, and, and and so that is a good esports recipe, right? And and these games are based very heavily on esports. They want some of the flashy stuff up there, and they want some new blood and new things going in there, right? They it's nice to see something new instead of bison freaking hitting normals all, all day long, you know, like for the last like five years of what we've seen or whatever. It, it's you do want some fresh things up there to, to keep stuff you know spicy, right? And, and Lucia, it, it works, yeah, I, I could see it. Right on. All right, y'all, that's going to wrap us up for this week of the Event Hubs podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, and we'll be back with you soon. See you guys.